Welcome to Eloquently Awkward, a podcast for ladies with real conversation and biblical perspective. Hello, I'm Terry. I'm Madeline. And I'm Amanda. And I'm hosting this week. And uh, usually we do a funny little lighthearted story in here, but um, today we wanted to do something a little bit different. So the three of us are going to sing a song for you, and we hope you enjoy it. On Jordan's stormy banks I stand and cast a wishful eye to Canaan's fair and happy land where my possessions lie. I am bound for the promised land, I am bound for the promised land, oh who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. When shall I reach that happy place and be forever blessed? When shall I see my Father's face and in His bosom rest? I am bound for the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Wasn't that lovely? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> well, uh, we it was hope... fun. It was fun to do. Yes, we hope you enjoyed that. We all love singing, and we've had a few people mention us singing, so we just wanted to do that and just do something different today. Um, so I am hosting today and we are going to talk about some burdens and we were talking about, um, burdens before we started. And one that Maddie has recently taken on, taken on is wearing a mask at her new job. Yay, Corona. How's yeah. that going, Maddie? It's like, and it always makes, it makes you hot. Cause like you're wearing yeah. this cloth and like I'm moving stuff around and then I'm just breathing on myself all day. And then if I'm not chewing a new piece of gum every 30 minutes, <laughs> you it's smell like your own breath. really <laughs> gross. And so, but then I took it off at the other day on my way out to my car and I was like, almost freedom. It was weird no. breathing, oh, was not weird. breathing my own <laughs> breathy air, breathing you know, my already air. breathed air. Yeah. I think when I wear mine a lot, it makes my face break out because I'm only breaking out. Like my skin's only bad around my mouth. Area. I do like it though. Cause then I only have to do mascara and then I put on a mask. I, I would say ladies, if you're single, and you're out and about, and you see that man with some good-looking eyes, you better make sure he takes the mask off first, because you don't know what's under there. Oh, Savannah Can be snaggle that. tooth and <laughs> no tooth? And I don't know. that's a good thing for me, because I want him to have nice teeth. Yeah. So, I'm so, going to need to uh, scream. Buyer beware. Yeah. Every time we go out, Savannah's always like, ooh, that guy's cute. I'm like, you can only see his eyes. You don't know what is right. under the mask. Just because his eyes look good don't mean the rest and of it. And some people, it's all in the eyes, you know? Some people That's are like, eyes if he has nice eyes. Yeah. And but for me, it's like, I don't really care what color your eyes are or how they look. I want you to have a really nice smile. Well, and depending yeah. on what color the mask is, like I have blue eyes. So if I wear a light blue mask, my eyes will pop a lot more. That's true. Mm. So you got to be careful because you yeah. can accept We should market that. We should market like masks, masks that bring out your eye color. Yeah. That's a good wow. idea. They used to make mascara that did that. Mm. But now we can. So you can wear masks. mascara and a mask. Right on. I we just, have so many good ideas on here. I just opt for no mask. 
Yeah. I just live my life on the edge. How, let me ask, have you been turned have away your kids? Anyway? Not only that, but have your kids been asked or have they tried to wear them at all? No. Because I'm They thinking, actually, it's really funny when we go to the grocery store, they look at people and they're like, what is going on? Like they're in some other, like on some other planet. They like look around and then they're always like, why is that on her face? And what I'm like, that? eh. I'll Don't worry. I'm sure Disney day. will be coming out with a line that kids will love to wear. I'm sure. Yeah. There's going to be Mickey Mouse and Frozen. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure yeah. it'll all be they on They definitely there. are a burden. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I just wanted to recap some of the thoughts that we've covered so far. Um, some of you haven't been able to listen. You haven't been able to listen every week or you, this is your first time joining us. Welcome if it is. Um, so I just wanted to recap a couple of things we went over before we started. And um, the first week we got on here, we were talking about having the right heart. We were talking about choosing your worship over your work and making time for the Lord in a busy world. We were talking about Mary and Martha and just... Um, using that example of Martha being the worker and Mary choosing the worship and having the right heart there. And then we were talking about God's will and we talked about walking daily with him and finding his will for you and being patient and waiting for his will. And then last week we were discussing um, contentment and worry and we were talking about giving our worries over to the Lord and being content in the roles that God has given us. Um, So just some things that we've talked about so far. This week, we are going to talk about burdens. I'm going to talk about carrying your own burdens um, and just knowing the load that God has given you to carry. Um, So my question for you today is, what unnecessary burdens are you bearing? Um, There was a story that I read um, by Rosemary Kowalski. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, (laughs) Mike Wazowski. Um, and I won't read the whole story because it's pretty long, um, but I'll just kind of break it down for you because I think it's a really good image of um, carrying burdens. So the story goes, this guy is in a village or in a small village um, and he meets God and God, you know, asks him, well, how are you doing? The guy says, I'm fine. Is there anything I can do for you today? And God gives him a wagon with three small stones in it. And he asks the man to carry this wagon with the stones up to the top of a mountain. So the guy says, oh, that doesn't seem too hard. I'll go ahead and do that. So the guy takes the wagon and he starts pulling it up the mountain. And as he's going, he goes into another little village and he sees one of his friends there. And his friend um, is, his friend uh, asks if he can carry or asks what he's doing. And he says he's pulling this wagon up to the top of the mountain with some stones in it for God. And, um, and he says, wow, you know, I was just praying that somebody would come along. I have this huge rock I need to get to the top of the mountain, but I can't take it myself. So the guy says, oh, sure, I'll take that for you. So he puts this big rock in the wagon and starts pulling it. And he gets into another little village and somebody else asks if he can take a bag of pebbles. So he puts the pebbles in there and starts pulling the wagon. And so little by little, he keeps stopping at different towns and um, keeps collecting more and more things in his wagon so he's going up the mountain and now all of a sudden his wagon is really heavy and he's having a hard time pulling it he's getting tired it's hurting his arm and he just enough is enough and he just gives up and says god i can't do this so then the story goes god shows up and asks him you know what's the problem you you're having a hard time and he said this job you've given me it's too hard he said i can't do it this wagon's too heavy i can't pull it up there And God starts looking in the wagon and he says, well, okay, what's this big rock right here? And he said, well, I met a friend and the friend wanted me to pull this rock up the mountain for him. 
So I took it for him. So God says, okay. And he takes the rock out and then he sees the bag of pebbles and he said, well, what's this bag of pebbles? And he said, same thing. Somebody asked me if I could take it up the mountain for them. So God pulls out the bag of pebbles and little by little, he just starts taking stuff out of the wagon until he's left with the three small stones that God had given him to carry. And he, um, now the wagon was light and the guy could do it. And, uh, God here is saying, if you will be content and let other take on their own burdens, then you can take on the task that I have given you. So then the guy takes the little pebbles up the mountain and completes his task for the Lord. And I think that's just a really good image of what we do to ourselves and the unnecessary burdens that we take on for ourselves. God gives us a task that we need to um, complete but we stop along the way and like this guy, he just kept adding things and adding things. And then he said, oh, you know, God, this load is too heavy for me. I can't, uh, I can't carry it. And God says, no, the load I gave you was light, but you added things into it. And, um, that's I a think, really good analogy. I've never heard that before. I thought yeah. I knew where you were going with that, but I did not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think it is. I think it's a good picture of just God wants to help us carry our burdens and help us get through this life. But we just um, pile things on. Okay, so um, the verses that I wanted to go into today, um, I'm going to be Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Um, and the Bible says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I love this passage of scripture. It really is just, I feel like the Lord just telling us, you know, it will be okay. You can get through this. I am here. If you cast your burdens, your cares upon me, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, he's saying he will help us through this. Um, so something that I think um, is helpful and something I encourage you to do either now or later or sometime this week is to go ahead and list out your burdens. Um, I think we should just make a list. Um, there's lots of different kinds of burdens, different categories. Um, three that I was, that I wrote down here is your emotional, physical, and spiritual burdens. Um, some emotional burdens could be things from your past or your present, things that, um, you regret, you can't forgive yourself for, you can't forgive others for, things that you just carry emotionally, um, some physical burdens, just like your workload, things that we take on. We try to be everywhere at one time. Um, you try to be the nursery worker while you're singing, while you're cleaning up, while you're doing this. You take that on... That never happens. Yeah. <laughs> you take on every role. Um, and then the spiritual burdens can sometimes just be what we encounter with our walk with the Lord and just our everyday spiritual battle um, can just be burdensome burdensome is that a word it is now i think it is i think it is i made it a word um so list out some of your burdens and the definition of burden is a heavy load so it's not just anything you carry but it's those things that really bog you down those things that really are heavy for you to carry um so i wrote out some examples um and like number one like an emotional burden for me is my expectations of myself i really hold myself to a very high standard and i can look back at things in my past or even present um, that I carry and I can see like this goes back to them Mary and Martha and I have learned a lot from that first study that we did of those but I really take on everything that I see and then when I don't accomplish it I just beat myself up for it because I'm like oh like 
all I am is a stay-at-home mom, yet the sink's still overflowing with dishes. Like, how I think am I that's this definitely a, a woman, more of a woman problem, mm-hmm. women prop, lady problem, mm-hmm. than it is a man problem. Because I yeah. do the same thing, especially, yeah, the expectations you have for yourself. And the sad thing is we put them on ourselves. No yeah. one else is putting that on. Mm-mm. So no. I'm very good at that myself. I constantly am apologizing to my husband. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. The house is a mess. And he's like, I appreciate the standards you hold yourself to, but it's not a big deal. Like, it's not even mm-hmm. near as messy as you think it is. Like, Well, that's good. So he's... Good it is, husband. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> but it really is just we put it on ourselves very mm-hmm. much. Um, another burden can be your service. Um, trying to help everyone. Again, oh. going back to that workload. You know, you want to be in every aspect of life. You want to be, you know, a good mom, a good friend, a good daughter. And then, you know, even in the church you do, you want to work in the nursery and clean the church and be um, on the piano and sing specials. And you want to take on everything. Um, And that can be very burdensome because then you just get physically tired. Um, Another burden. Now, this isn't a bad one, but family. (laughs) Family can be a burden. Um, We come or I come from a very big family. Um, and we always have a birthday or a get together okay. every weekend. It seems mm-hmm. like there's some event to be at. And sometimes that can be burdensome because again, it's just spreading yourself thin. Sometimes, you know, your week piles up and then your weekend is busy and then you're just drowned. Um, so sometimes that can be a burden. And sometimes family members, if you have family members who aren't saved, if you have family members who are struggling and you take on their burdens and try to help them, whether financially or spiritually, emotionally, whatever, it can just be a burden. Um, as well as friends, the same thing. You know, you try to be there for your friends and be a good listener and a helper and you try to take on their burdens. And then again, just your spiritual battle, helping others. If you're in any kind of position where you're doing counseling, things like that, you can take on other people's spiritual battles or your own spiritual battles. Um, There's just a lot of ways that we can overload ourselves and really burden ourselves down. I think sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it, Mm -hmm. especially when you're going about your day-to-day business and maybe you get a phone call or maybe somebody calls and asks, hey, can you do this? And I think for myself, I don't even realize I've taken on Mm -hmm. so much of a bigger load until it all starts happening. And then it always seems to be on the same day at the same hour. Like after a big event, we always sign up to clean the church or something. It always goes that way. But I think sometimes it sneaks up on you. You have to be really aware of what you're saying yes to, I guess, and just really making sure it's the right thing. And with like the friend thing, I think it's not necessarily wrong for you, for a friend to confide in you, but... When you try to solve it yourself is where the problem comes. Like, you just need to say, you need to take this to God. Like, I can't do anything for you. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. I'll pray for you. But trying, I know for me, I'm like, oh, we can do this, this, and this. Just fix it. Like, I'm much that person for other people. So. Yeah. And I think that you saying, like, you don't even know sometimes. Kind of back to that story I was talking about the guy with the wagon. You know, he was just going along his way and just helping people out along the way. And then he didn't realize what a load he'd Mm -hmm. taken on until he was going up the mountain and now, you know, his wagon was so heavy. He was physically weak, you know. And that is so true. I mean, when you have too much physically, I mean, my daughter can attest to when we have things going on and I have too much on my plate, it physically takes a toll. Mm -hmm. And then don't even mention the emotions. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But (laughs) just like, it does take a toll on you. It does. Well, and as women, too, we are just more emotional creatures. And so Mm -hmm. that really plays a part. It's easy for us to get emotionally invested in things or to become emotionally overwhelmed Mm -hmm. or to get emotionally invested. There's 
we just work that way. So that can be really hard. And then, yeah, like you said, once you get there, then it weighs on your physical and it just is a downward spiral from there. So, um, so another question for you is just, what do you do with your burdens? Um, back to verse 30 here in Matthew 11, it says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Take my yoke upon you in verse 29. We need to take all of this to the Lord. And that is the first defense always, <laughs> but especially in carrying our burdens and when we're feeling overwhelmed and, um, you know, if we will follow the path that God has for us, then our burdens will be light. And if we will make the unnecessary stops to pick up the more more baggage and more baggage, mm -hmm. that's when it gets heavy. But if we'll just do what he has for us, and I know Maddie's mentioned before, like, you know, if this podcast was all God had for her, she'd be doing enough. And that's so true. You know, you don't have to do a lot. You just have to do what God is asking you to do. And I, um, I don't know why that's hard to cast our burdens on him. If mm -hmm. Like, I just had that thought, like, why is that hard? I think for me, it's probably pride, a lot of it, thinking I can yeah. do it. Um, but it reminds me of verse, um, sorry, not verse, probably need a book of Psalms. 55, 22 says, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. Mm -hmm. Like, I, that's the part I forget that that's why we're supposed to do it because he will sustain us. That's yeah. what we're supposed to do. But again, it's one of those things that's, easy when you think about it and easy in theory but then to put it into practice it's hard and I don't and I, I don't know for why me, I mentioned this last week but for me it's like I think this is too small for God like why yeah. would I take this to him if he has you know he has bigger fish to fry right. as they say like <laughs> yeah. my little problem isn't going to be but that's not true. Like mm -hmm. he has the time for it. And I just need to think it's okay to right. give it to him. Cause it says cast thy burden. It doesn't say one that's on a scale of one to 10, maybe a two. Yeah. Like, it has to be at least yeah. a five before that. And like we say every me. week, it has yeah. to be a daily thing because there are multiple things for me. I'll give it to him once and you'll feel so much better. And you're like, wow, wow, wow. And then three days later, there like, I am I again. That back? Yeah. There <laughs> I am again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and that too, when we, confide in our friends or confide in our family, confide in somebody else, we get those verbal words back mm -hmm. to us too. We can hear them say, I'm here for you. We can do this together. You can physically be with them going through something together. And that's, I think, hard for me because we can, you know, cast our burdens mm -hmm. on the Lord, but then we just have to wait for it all to fix itself. Right. And we have to be patient and, and wait. And that's the hard part too is, you know, we don't have that confirmation verbally mm -hmm. or physically you know we just have to and that's why it's trust. so important like we've been saying this whole time it's so important to have that walk in the relationship because that's where you're going to get the comfort and be able to unburden yourself if you don't talk to them but once you know every night when you have supper and thank them for your food yeah. like when you go to him to unburden yourself, it's probably not going to be the same as if you're actually walking daily. I, like, I to myself, sometimes I think about it as like a, and not that having a relationship with God isn't like a real relationship. It is. I'm saying like a person to person relationship. Mm -hmm. It's like, if there's a person, like I have many acquaintances mm -hmm. and those people, like I'll pass in the hall and be like, Hey, how's it going? And I know little things, but I, those aren't the people I'm going to go to and be like, this is what's going on. And I really just need someone to right. like, hold this with me for a minute, pray with me, whatever. I'm going to go to those people that I'm really close with, that Intimately I'm spending time known, with. Right. Like a lot of times in my head, I have to think like that, like God knows me, but do I know him enough that where I mm. am like, he's my go-to. Like Ooh, I have friends who's my, that's really, yeah. like that's deep when you think yeah. about it. Right. I like like sometimes is he an I think about it. Or is right. he intimately known with you? You know what I mean? When I think about it in like an earthly perspective, like my best friend, Emmy, you mm -hmm. know, I talk to her not as much since quarantine, but 
I know if I ever need anything, I can go to her because we're close. I spend time with her. I know a lot about her, but I think about that and with God. And I know for me, I think that's where, for me, that's my, my measure. I think I fall so short because I don't, I don't spend as much time with him as I do other actual, you know, you know, real people. Human beings. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. And I completely agree. And that is, it's hard. It's hard to. For me, it's hard to have a relationship with somebody that is a spiritual being, mm-hmm. you know, if we can say it like that, you know, because... Well, especially if you, like, Madeline, she likes to be hugged and loved on and feel mm-hmm. that. And sometimes you just want to feel that. And yeah. sometimes it's... no. Sometimes I think no matter how close you think you're walking with the Lord, there will be times... That you feel like, I can't feel him. I don't, why is he not present in my life? Why am I not feeling yeah. it? And um, that's, I hate, I, I honestly have felt like that many times. Um, but it, you're so right. When you can't physically touch or be, it's, it's hard. It makes it much harder. But yeah, we have to just keep trusting. Yeah. And um, I, another thing too, if we take on, on things by our own power. Mm-hmm. We can think that God would be so pleased with what we have done, uh, yet we can leave him so disappointed, I think, too. Um, I think, you know, like you said, you clean up after a big event or something like that. You know, you stay into that. So, you know, if you take on that role, you say, oh, Anita has arisen. Uh, arisen. Arisen. <laughs> arisen, oh, blessed one. Arisen. <laughs> That's very eloquently awkward. Um a need has arisen, um, and you see the need, so you do it, and it could have been horrible trying to either plan an event or do something like that, and you've gone through this whole thing, but it's for the Lord, and you just keep pressing on, and then it all goes off, and at the end, you're like, ah, oh, there you go. I did it. Sigh I did the event. Relief. Like, aren't you pleased, Lord? But it, really, he's like, no, I didn't want you to do this in the first place. That's right. why it was so hard for you to get this thing done. Oh, I'm back too. here waiting for you right. at the thing that I wanted you to do, which was just be present. But you took on this huge load to do it. Like, good job, but shame on you. Like, <laughs> It's like this. We do everything and we think God is going to be so pleased when I do this. But if it's not what he has for you, he's not necessarily pleased. Well, and it really goes down to what's your motives then. Yeah. You have to really... Put your own motives and pride to the side and think, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, is this task something I'm supposed to be taking on? Yes. And even when it's for the Lord, it can be something with all of the best intentions. It can be something that you want to do. But it just goes back to that story. God gives you three stones. No matter what your intentions are, those are your three stones. Mm -hmm. That is it. You burden yourself down. Now, if God starts throwing stones in your wagon and makes it heavy, well, that's... God's plan for you. But when you put the own stones in our wagon, that's when we have to be careful because he's not always pleased with everything we do just because we did it. It's what he wants for us is what we need to know. Um, So I was reading and I was reading back and thinking about the Pharisees in the Bible and some of the rules and things like that. And, um, and in a book I was reading, it mentioned this too, but the Pharisees, uh, back in Bible time, obviously, um, they created the Mishnah, which was the Jewish laws that they created. And there was over 600 rules that they had to follow to be these perfect Jews because they thought that that was pleasing. Now, the Pharisees, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they were religious people. And I don't 
I don't necessarily think that they knew that they were wrong all the time. I'm sure they knew they I'm were sure wrong. I'm sure their intentions might have been, okay, we need to make these. and Yeah. Their intentions, isn't that true in so many things, though? Our intentions are start off nice and... I think until Jesus actually came down and was, mm-hmm. like, you know, rebuking them all the time or reproofing them, whatever you want yeah. to say, they were like, oh, like, when they actually heard... Like, I think deep down they knew it wasn't a set of rules, but then when Jesus actually told them, like, what are you doing with yeah. your lives? They were like, oh, I'm serving yeah. you. Like, God. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that's how they were. I mean, they were just trying to work their way to heaven, which, you yeah. know, we know we can't do, but, you know... I don't think all of their intentions were bad. But anyway, they made the Mishnah with all these rules. And some of them were completely ridiculous. And um, <laughs> some of the ones mentioned in my book was like carrying a needle on the Sabbath day meant you were sewing, you know, doing work sewing, you know, or if you drug a chair <laughs> through the dirt. That so that you was were you weren't supposed to be doing those things then, yeah, so essentially. These, so, yeah. So like these rules for the Sabbath, you know, it was like. You know, if you were, if you were moving something on the Sabbath day, then you were taking on a burden and that was wrong. You know, so it's like all these ridiculous things of like, you know, over the top rules (laughs) that, you know, but they were complicating something that was so simple. Like God said, rest on the Sabbath day. Mm -hmm. He wanted you to take a day out of your life to rest and to take apart from this world and just be with him. But that was a good sign to me when I read that of how often we take really simple things, really simple commandments from God, and we complicate them. And how easy, easily we complicate our own lives. And again, back to this, you know, taking on things in your wagon. You know, like salvation is so simple. Mm-hmm. Salvation is simple. It is faith. It is just believing in the Lord. And we want to complicate that and add works into it. You mm-hmm. know, we want to say, yes, okay, I asked the Lord to come to my heart, but that can't be all he wants. Right. That can't be it. That can't be all that he needs for me. I know I have to still do this and do this and do this or I won't go to heaven. Well, that that's is so true. Yeah. Very but then true. We, we just take something so simple as God says, just believe in me and just, childlike you know. Childlike faith. Yep. Yeah. Have childlike faith. Well, but I we think sometimes it. we miss the... My mom and I have had this conversation. I was talking to her about something unrelated. And um, she said, things that are not essential to your salvation is how we need to look at things sometimes. Because sometimes the complications come from, well, should I be doing this or not be doing this? Should I be serving in this way or taking mm-hmm. on this ministry? And a lot of times we need to look at it from the perspective of, well, this isn't essential to my salvation. So is this something that I really need to be taking on? And you could put apply that in so many areas if you're questioning things um, that you're supposed to be doing or not doing. Is it essential? I mean, and that, for me, simplified it when yeah. I was like, yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with my salvation. That's done. That's taken care of. So now I can just move on and do the things that the Lord's calling me to do. Um, but it's still hard because it still can get it complicated. But... And not like works because obviously right. nothing is essential to salvation. But when right. you're like, mm-hmm. is it worth bringing something up like doctrinally or something? Is it worth burdening yourself down over mm-hmm. it if it's really in the end does it really matter right yeah some things do some things really do matter that you need to take a stand for but some things it's just really not worth worrying yourself over because right in the end it doesn't matter yeah and yeah and i completely agree um and that kind of goes into also serving the lord mm-hmm. it can be simple but then again we complicate it and overload ourselves oh, we're so good at um, that because even yeah. like you hear the term legalistic or Mm-hmm. Um, that we add those things in, like, yeah, I guess like the Pharisees, the religious part of it. I wish yeah. we had a camera so you could see me using air quotes. Yeah. The religious people 
Um, even though some of them might not be saved, they might be saved, but they look more at what are you doing? That's how, you know, you're proving what you're doing to the Lord and probably more so to people. You're not really serving the Lord with the right heart and the right intention. You're complicating it and taking on more than you should. And Well, even like she said with the Sabbath, like today we have Sundays for church, but so many people don't take that day. Like all we... We always plan for Sundays. You know, we have to sing. We have to do this. We have to do that. But are we thinking of Sunday as a day that really is for rest and that we really are? Because so Focusing many times it can become a burden. You're like, I have to do this. Yeah. I have to do this. I have to do this at church. I have to do this. But it would just become so much more simple if we thought this is the day that he made for him. Mm -hmm. So I'm singing. Yes, I need to put that effort in because God's not saying show up and sing whatever, you know, <laughs> comes to, to your head. But, you know not letting it become all that it's about because it is a day set aside for him. Yeah. And I agree. And that's, we, I hear that say all the time. People are saying, you know, Sunday's supposed to be, you know, our day of rest. Yet it's sometimes the busiest day of yes. your week because you do, you have to get up early. You're in a rush to get breakfast, get dressed, get to the church, do this. And if you are involved in other ministries, then you're running here and there doing things from 10 to 12 or whatever time you get out. Then you rush home. You, make lunch, you eat lunch, you get your kids down, you hurry up, get back for choir practice or teen class or whatever. Then you go through the evening service, which runs late, and then you fellowship afterwards. And it, you know, and it's just <laughs> like... It's a typical Sunday. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, you go home and you fall in your bed and you're like, that was right. exhausting. Thank goodness it's over. And that shouldn't be the thought we have of Sunday. Thank goodness it's mm -hmm. over. We should be excited about Sunday. We should be excited to be in church, excited to worship the Lord with fellow Christians. And, and I think it's something, like you said, we complicate the day mm -hmm. you know we get wrapped up with everything that we do have to do and that's what complicates it um yeah. we need to really keep our focus on why we're meeting yeah so and that too is just i wrote down make sure that you take on just what god mm -hmm. has for you and that is really hard because you're going to get sidetracked and you're gonna you're gonna eventually be overwhelmed but if you really just walk with him and know what he has for you and what he wants you to accomplish then your burden will be light mm -hmm. So um, a couple of things that I wanted to talk about too is things to be careful of. So something with burdens that I think we really need to be careful of is putting your burdens on other people. That is so easy. And I think that we should confide in people. And I think that we should, you know, share our burdens because, you know, there is power in prayer, but I think we need to be careful of that. And um, in Luke eleven forty six, 46, um, Jesus is saying, this is where he is rebuking here, Maddie. <laughs> but he is saying here, he says, Woe unto you also, ye lawyers, for ye laid men with burdens grievous to be born, and ye yourselves touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. Um, so he's telling them, you know, woe unto you, you know, shame on you. You're giving all of these burdens unto other people that you're not willing to carry yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we can share our heartache and we can carry other people's burdens and we can pray for other people. But I think we really just need to be careful about overloading people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you never know what other people are going through. And that has been made very clear to me even lately. Um, you know, you just, you don't know what's going on in other people's lives. So even you just spilling your guts to them before you even take it to the Lord sometimes, mm -hmm. you can be overloading somebody else with your everyday burdens that really you should be taking That's to the Lord. Good. I know for myself, I'm I'm a fixer, and so when somebody starts, like Madeline said, somebody starts 
sharing and which is fine. I want to help and, and be a help and listen, but sometimes those things overtake my thoughts and my mm-hmm. own burdens. And I think I do that sometimes because it makes me forget about yeah. my stuff maybe in some weird way I do that. But um, yeah, I've never thought about it that way that if I took it to the Lord first, then I probably wouldn't feel the need to unburden myself. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's really good. I like, I like that. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. But then again, also like is in Galatians six, um, two, and then four and five, the Bible also does say, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. But let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another for every man shall bear his own burdens. So I think that's another scripture here of just, we need to bear our own. We need to take it to the Lord and we kind of need to figure our own stuff out. But you know, then again, it does say bear one another's burdens. You know, like I said, there's power in prayer Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with listening and helping others. Um, you know, and that's, that's needful. And, you know, like I said, you know, praying for other people and things like that and really helping them in that way. But we have to be careful to take our burdens to the Lord first. And then, I mean, and in big situations, there's huge things that come up where you're like, I really need some help with this or some counsel or whatever. But taking every single thing that comes up and pouring that on other people and just being that person who every time you call them and you're like, hey, how are you? You know you're going to get a four-hour All phone right. call of everything that's bad in their life. We have to be careful of being that person because we don't, like I said, we don't know what's going on with other people. We don't know how just our simple burdens are going to overload mm-hmm. them. And we just have to be careful for that. Well, and then think, you become the burden because then every time you see that right. phone call, you're like, oh my goodness, I don't want to talk to that person. <laughs> and it almost causes more burdens for yourself right. too. Yeah. By and I can that. do that sometimes, you know, if I call my mom, you know, when I'm at school, I call my mom like five times a day, sometimes just to tell her what I had for lunch, but sometimes it's just to like (laughs) unload everything. I asked my mother one time, I call her all the time as well, and she lives 15 minutes from me, Um, but I called her one day and I said, mom, am I your annoying child? (laughs) I said, am I the kid who like calls you and you're like, I don't want to answer the phone because I call her all the time, but she said no. I was going to say, certainly she said no, you're my favorite. Yes. Didn't say I'm her favorite, but she did say she loves hearing from me no matter how many times a day it is. So, and I told you, she lives 10 minutes from me, and sometimes I do call her multiple times a day. I just, I don't know. I get bored, and the first thing I think is, I'm going to call mom and see what she's doing. So. I know, too, and then we'll sit there for in silence. This is just a rabbit trail. And she'll be like, yeah. well, nothing going on here. And I'm like, well, nothing going on here. And then mm-hmm. we'll hang up. Yeah. That's okay. That's what moms are for. Yep. So, um, another thing that I want to say, tell you to just be careful of is like we were saying earlier, don't steal someone else's blessing. Now, this is something I am not always cautious of and we don't always think about, but you think of something, you know, that you want to do or you see a need arise and you just jump on it. And then, like I said, you know, you go through all of it, but that's not what God had for you. and He's not necessarily pleased. Maybe he had that for somebody else. Maybe somebody else was called to do what Mm. you're doing, but you, by your own power, jumped in and just did it yourself. And it was horrible, and God didn't want you to do it. Yeah. And it was somebody else's Oof. blessing that they could have had. I think when you said that, I just keep thinking of, I know sometimes for myself, I think when I hear things announced or things that need to be done, and this is horrible, people, what's about to come out my mouth, but I think, well, no one's going to do that, so I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I automatically think, who's going to do that? Oh, I have the best way to do that. And that's not, that's not, I like how you said, um, don't, don't take someone else's blessing or something they're supposed to do. And that's why I do it. Part of it's pride. 
because I think I could do it better. But a lot of it, I just assume no one's going to do it. So that's me just adding the burden that I really didn't need to add. So I probably need to be still. It goes back to that too. And sometimes just I think still. it's really, it goes always, we say this every week, but it goes back to being close because even though like you might want to do something, God, if you're close with God and he says, this isn't your Mm-hmm. this isn't your thing to do. He might lay someone on your heart who might be shy, but you could be like, I think you would do great at mm-hmm. this. Like, but like, you know, sometimes some people just need that encouragement. So if you're in tune, then you would know exactly what he wants for you. I think it's yeah. for me, especially it's a control thing. I definitely like to have control of situations and I feel my, I, I will get, I don't want to say angry, but I have a hard time yielding control <laughs> to others, especially when I think I could do that. Yeah. I should be the one that's doing that. So I have to be careful when somebody else has uh, the opportunity to do something that I don't um, stay in a state of being, I guess, jealous or a state of that's not fair. That should be mine. Cause yeah. then I think that can bring on a whole other set of burdens. Cause then you're worrying about, you know, well, how come I couldn't do that? So it's a slippery yeah. slope. It can be. Yeah. And a good example too, it's like this last weekend was mother's day. And, but so a few days before the beginning of last week, I really wanted to get together and get a bunch of cards for all the mothers in our church. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to send them out and it just was not happening. It was not going to happen. And so I finally just on Thursday, I was like, it's Thursday. It's not happening. I give up. But then, and Terry was, we were talking about this before. um, Terry had sent out cards to every woman in our church, every mother. And, you know, I was thinking just when she said that before we started recording, I got one from her and it was a blessing to get one in the mail and going back to this, well, had I just sent one out too, like, I'm glad that I didn't because that was Terry's thing and she got to do that Mm -hmm. and it wasn't something that I was supposed to do apparently because it did not come together at all. I kept (laughs) trying to get cards and I couldn't (laughs) and so, you know, that's something as simple as that. Like I wanted to send out cards, which would not have been a bad thing and could have been an encouragement to many mothers. But it didn't come together for me, but it did for Terry. And so, you know, that's something else, too. Like, that was her I think we need to accept, to too. Like you said, sometimes I do the same thing. I'll be like, oh, I've got to do this. And I could do this, too. And this could be an encouragement or this could be a help. And one of those things, it's a, all back. You said expectations, I think, earlier. I have certain expectations and that I think things need to be done a certain way. And that's... That's not a good place to be in either, but I have to remember it's probably because somebody else is, God makes those things all work together. And it's probably most likely because it's supposed to be for someone else to do. Um, so that's. And when things get difficult, it could be a time to remind you to pray. Like, is this really something I'm right. supposed to, because sometimes things will be difficult because God's trying to teach a lesson, mm-hmm. but sometimes things can be difficult for him to show you. This isn't what you're supposed to be doing. Like when right. I went to college that year and everything was just so hard. Life should not have been that hard. But it was just him showing me, like, this is not what I wanted for you. He was just putting more rocks in your wagon. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. A scripture I wanted to reference here is just um, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 6. Um, And it says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently, diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Now, he's talking to Israel here, but... We can learn something from Israel. Um, And it says, And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. And if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of thy thy God, sorry, hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. 
Blessed thou shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket, and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. Um, the part I want to pull out of there is in verse 2. It said, If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And he lists the blessings that they'll get. And I think that's applicable for us as well. You know, if we're reading that, you know, if we will hearken to the voice of the Lord our God and do observe and do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, you know, it says there in verse one, then we will have the blessings. We will be blessed and we will have, you know, blessed will be the fruit and blessed will be our basket and our store. You know, he says there, but you know, we will have the blessings of the Lord. If we'll just hearken to his voice and follow his commandments and follow him, we'll find our own blessing. We won't steal somebody else's blessing. You know, we won't be doing something that the Lord right. didn't have And you won't miss do. yours because the Lord, like you just said, mm-hmm. he has them for you. So yeah. if you're in tune with him and listening and following and harking, harking, harkening, harkening to him, <laughs> um, yeah, you, he, he'll bless you. Yeah. And then another passage here too, just Philippians 2.13. Um, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And I think that's important to remember. God is working in us. It is not us who are doing these things. And if it is, then it's not going to go well. And it's not what we're supposed to be doing. But God is working in us and he will work with us to do his good pleasure. And you know, he may want to use someone else to accomplish the goal that you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to be careful. We have to make sure that we're walking with the Lord and looking to him to see what he wants from us. Because he doesn't want all of us to do everything at all times. You know, we some have lighter loads and some have heavier loads. I kind of have a heavy load naturally. I have three little children and my husband, and my home, and things that I have to take care of in my life. So I know in my life, when I start taking on extra things, it becomes a big burden sometimes. Um, When all of this quarantine stuff happened, I really saw a need to do something for the kids in our church, uh, because I do have little kids, and I wanted to be a blessing to the children who couldn't go to church. Um, So a lady and I in my church, we started doing a virtual VBS, and it's been great, but Lately, it has become a little bit burdensome um, just because now it's gone on for almost eight weeks and it's I have to find care for my kids while I go make these videos and I have to do all this stuff for it. Um, and it can be heavy. And so, you know, anything that I take on atop my normal workload can be heavy. So I really have to be careful in my own life to know that what I'm doing is led by the Lord and he's asked me to do it and asked me to be a part of it because I can easily be overwhelmed because my load is sometimes already heavy. So that's just something I just wanted to bring that to you and just, you know, tell you, you know, we do have our own burdens to bear and everybody does have burdens, but just be careful of what you overload yourself with. If you become overloaded, you are not a help to the Lord. If you can't function and do just what he's asked you to do because you've overloaded yourself, then you're not being a help to the Lord. You're not, you're not um, losing my words, you know, but you're not accomplishing what he wants you to accomplish. So I think that's just something to be careful of. Be careful that you're not bearing your burdens on other people 
and you know you're really just giving things over to the Lord and letting him like it says there in verse 30 his yoke is easy and his burden is light and letting him carry that for you I think is very important I think one thing that kept I heard in my own head was for me I have to tell myself it's okay to say no Mm-hmm. I know for me, I'm a yes person. If somebody asks me to do it, I'm going to do it because I just hate to say no. But I think we need to know that even God will say, it's okay to say no. We have mm-hmm. to know our limits. We have to, we all have margins we need to live within. And if something's outside of that margin, it's okay to say no. Because like you said, your family, that's your priority. That's what your priority should be right now. And if something's going to take away from that, it's okay to say no. And I think we have to remember that. And then also the other thing I wanted to comment on when you were talking about when God uses somebody else, um, this is more from just my personal viewpoint. I have to really think, okay, if somebody starts doing something I wanted to do or I thought I wanted to do, I have to be okay with them doing that and be happy because sometimes I think something might, I feel like, well, that was taken away from me. And then I get jealous and I have to, so what was my reasoning of doing it? Did I want to do that to serve the Lord or was I wanting to do it because it was a pride thing? So I think we have to be really careful too, at least for myself to look at the reasons why. And if somebody else gets the blessing and gets to do something that I was wanting to do, to be okay with that. Cause it's really at the end of the, of the day or end of eternity or eternity never end. You know what I'm saying? That it's about what furthers the kingdom of in the cause of Christ. It's not what I want to do or what I think I should do. So I need to look at what my motives really were. Because if you were asked to do something that I wanted to do, great. Like, we needed someone to fill that position. That's the attitude I should have. Also, so, I think yeah. it's important to not always look at everything as a burden. Like, mm-hmm. just because, you know, I'm not saying you do this. But, like, as example, like, you have a husband and three kids. You don't just be like, well, burden number one, burden number two, burden number <laughs> yeah. three. Like, sometimes... They can become a burden, but they're not only burdens. Because sometimes God does ask you to do things that might seem like it's overloading you. But if he asks you to do it, it's not going. He doesn't want it to become a burden Mm -hmm. to you. Like he doesn't want you to see these things as burdens. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, like a person, just a short personal testimony last year at the end of my school year, at the end of the fall semester, things started to get like really intense. I was in a car accident. I had some stuff going on with my friends and I had, my grades were slipping and I missed home. I couldn't come home for Thanksgiving. So I was just like, I was a literal mess. You know, I called my parents and I was like, I called both of them at the same time. And I was like, I'm coming home. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't want to do this. My parents were like, you know, if that's what you want to do, fine. But have you thought to ask God, like what, you know, what's going on? And they were right. I was taking on too much. You know, I shouldn't have let my friends problems become my burdens and the accident that I had was shouldn't have been a burden because well actually my car was broken into a week before I had my accident it was a slew of things anyways <laughs> so I shouldn't have those things didn't need to be burdens like they had already it happened there was nothing I could do to control it god knew what was going to happen and I shouldn't have let those things become burdens and just having that person people in my life say you need to just take some inventory and say what you need to ask god to take the things that shouldn't be your burdens and to leave the things that you need to focus on. Yeah. And I agree. And I, like you said, you know, your kids, can, that can be a burden. And it's not a burden. But you have a heavy load, you right. know, whether it's right. burdensome or not. You know, you there somebody, everybody has a wagon with a certain amount of mm-hmm. stones in it that we're carrying up the mountain. Right. 
So no matter if it's heavy or light, when it starts out, you just, you know, you just really have to be careful about what you put in it. We should not put anything oh, in right. our wagon. Right. You know, I said the Lord the, gives us, like that story said, he gave with that man and all of our wagons. He puts in there what he knows we can handle mm-hmm. and what we need to do. And it really is us that usually takes on more. Yeah. Sometimes it seems I like you go to the river and you're taking right. a shovel and you're yeah, exactly. yeah. throwing in the rocks. I really don't think the Lord's going to be like, I'm just going to fill up your wagon with a whole bunch of boulders. That's a nice boulder. But I if like he that does, <laughs> he gives you the, he's, it literally says like yoke is something that carries. So he literally gives you right. the ox, you know, yeah. to brood it out. You know? yeah. And something I just love about the Lord is he'll let you do it. That's yeah. He will let you load your wagon down and try to climb that mountain. Mm-hmm. He'll just watch you and probably laugh at you the whole time. The best part though is and he's there even when you realize exactly. I can't do this. When you finally give in yeah. and call out to him, he says, all right, I'm going to take all of this stuff out. I'm going to lighten your load. Mm-hmm. Now, just accomplish what I've asked you to accomplish. Right. You know, I mean, he's never rude or mean about it. He's always kind and comes at it with love and says, you know what? You've done this and it's fine. And I love you anyway. Now here, just accomplish what I right. have given you. And I think so. that's so good because we have to focus on our own wagons. Mm-hmm. Not everybody else's wagons. And sometimes you can see it as a chariot filled with gold. <laughs> Eggs. I don't know. Sometimes just don't Chariots always look at it as eggs. a don't yeah. always look at it as a wagon of rocks. Because sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes. uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, um, I'm not saying that we'll take your concerns into consideration, but maybe um, we'd still love burdens, to hear them. Let us know. Or yeah. if you have any prayer requests, prayer anything, requests, yes. Um, we are song uh, requests. That one was a shout out to Miss Benita. Yes. So. Yeah, if you if you liked our song, please, we want to yeah. hear from you. Our email box has been a little dry. Yeah. Just a little. Although Google emails us quite yeah. frequently. Um, we want to see you hear from more than Google. So, eqapodcast at Gmail. And we also have a Facebook and an Instagram. So we do. And we reached, are you ready for this? 100 likes today. Whoop, thank you, thank you. Share, like, and invite people. We're going to Like at the end of a YouTube inviting. video, like... Click subscribe button yes, at the bottom. Yes. Yes. Okay, anyway, uh, I, I'm going to say, I don't know what I'm going to say this week. I guess I'll just say bye. I'm just going to say bye, guys. Have a great weekend. All right, have a good week. Bye.